That was our Olivia, Olivia Newton-John, hopelessly devoted to you, of course, from the movie Grease, where she starred as Sandy. Our wine correspondent, Tyson Stelzer, recently hosted a masterclass in Prosecco, the Italian sparkling wine that is gaining increasing popularity, and some controversy too. Can the producers in the King Valley call it Prosecco, or have the Italians claimed the name? Well, that's still undecided. What's sure, however, is that the quality of the best of them is absolutely remarkable. Rita Rulick was at the Masterclass and she spoke with Tyson afterwards. Tyson, I'm used to you with champagne and here you are giving a masterclass on Prosecco, which is a northern Italian. It's a great variety as well as a style. What's the attraction of Prosecco for you? It's been so much fun over the past three days to host tastings in Brisbane, Sydney, and now with you here in Melbourne as we're just bumping out from a trade and media masterclass showcasing 18 brand new cuvées from the wonderful zone, a premium if you like, Appalachian, um, which is the very best of Prosecco called Corneliano Valdobbiadene Prosecco Superiore DOCG, which is a massive mouthful to say if you like the Grand Cru of what Prosecco is doing and a fascinating style that really distinguishes from the bulk production of so much Prosecco on the shelves today. It does. The other thing that struck me through through all those tastings was that Pro- Prosecco is not champagne. It's got. It's not even a cousin of champagne. It's a con- completely different style and its hallmarks are, are of freshness. You and I love drinking champagne together and we've obviously spoken about that for many yeah. years and I love the fact that there is more to the sparkling world than Chardonnay and Pinot, there's more to the sparkling world than the method traditional of bottle fermentation and there's more to the sparkling world than aged on lees and very long deep reserves and all those things that we love about champagne and Prosecco you rightly put in context as being a world away from champagne, it's a different grape, it's glearer, it's grown in different places places, northern Italy, of course, and here in Australia, and it is made in a very different way. The, the Chalmat method of tank fermentation is very different to bottle fermentation and disgorgement. And it's made to be drunk young. It's not a wine that, that you put down for your daughter's 21st. Most of the wines that we enjoyed today were the 2021 harvest, which is not even 12 months since those grapes came off the vines now, as, as we tasted them today, just weeks before this year's harvest, and they look beautifully fresh and lively most of them bottled between March and June this year. Um, The wines that we tasted today, all air freighted direct from the region and really expressing what is beautiful about this grape in its primary youthful infancy. That's right. The thing you talked about, which I found very confusing, is that um, for most of us, when we think of a dry wine, we think of a wine with no residual sugar. (laughs) With Prosecco, dry means Mm. up to what, 28? Mm. It's it's quite sweet. It is very sweet. And this is the confusion, not just around Prosecco, but around the descriptions, the categories of sweetness of sparkling wines, and still wines for that matter, in Europe in general, in that the extra brute and the brute we understand well because we love that style of champagne with less sugar. But then as we progress beyond that, the next category is extra dry and then dry. And for Prosecco, extra dry is 12 to 17 grams per litre 
beverage with sugar, which is about the same as a teaspoon in your cup of coffee and it's sweeter than almost all champagnes now. And that's where most Prosecco lies. And then the next category, the sweetest style, which is called dry, which is hopelessly <laughs> confusing, but that's true across Europe, is 17 to 32 grams per litre. So we're talking two to four times the sweetness of champagnes that we're generally seeing on the shelves. And that is a whole world of confusion for all of us in those terminologies. Okay, so in in terms of drinking and food styles, I, my recommendation is that the driest, what is called dry, which yes. is actually a bit sweet, yes. <laughs> um, goes very well with cheese, yes. with hard cheeses, yes. Yes. and the the um, how, how do the we, less sweet styles, yes, <laughs> the less brutes and extra brutes, brute yes. are fabulous on their own. Absolutely. Beautiful aperitifs, fresh, lively, serve them as we come into the warmer months here in Melbourne and build up to the bigger, richer, sweeter styles as there's yeah. more fare on the table. Yep. I described one of the wines to someone at the table as being like a cool breeze on a hot day. That's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> so refreshing. Yeah. And these are wines that have not only uh, an acidity which keeps them fresh, although not much acidity compared with champagne, of course, but they're, to me, Cornelianov Vol- to be Ardenay as a more superior version of Prosecco has the kind of texture and minerality that I love in some of the great wines of the world and here it expresses itself as, as fine mouthfeel which I find savoury one of our tasters today described as wet rock and those are descriptions <laughs> that I love in premium wines from other regions and I never put in the context of Galera as a variety before because it just tends to be fruity and one dimensional and simple but I've come to realise through tasting these wines from this region and visiting for the first time myself a few months ago and tasting extensively in Australia and presenting these wines for the trader media that there is actually the opportunity in the right hands on super steep slopes of older vines and careful viticulture and careful vinification that even Galera, even Prosecco can take on characters of texture, structure, minerality, tension and therefore sophistication that to me elevate these hillside vineyards well above the, the ocean of, of flat um, plains below. Yeah, that's right. And the kind of, um, oh, <laughs> it's a nice, easy drink. Um, exactly. Now, yes. I thought Prosecco was a great variety. Mm, yes. But it's Glera. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So the region renamed the variety Glera some years ago, I think partly to try to protect the appellation in that there is the same variety being used elsewhere around the world, but in a way that was a little bit convoluted because there's some wonderful Italian families right here in Victoria and particularly the King Valley yeah. grown Prosecco beautifully and have been for a generation and I think it's a great expression of the variety that they can do so so well here um, is there perhaps grounds as there is in Champagne to say they shouldn't call it that because that's the name of the region or is it perhaps more like Chardonnay and Burgundy where everybody uses the name around yeah. the world um, there is obviously a big debate around that at the moment. Okay I was going to say what where are the discussions at at the moment? Uh, I think it's recent, a little bit of a stalemate in that the Italians want it to be exclusive to them and the Australians are saying, well, we've been doing this for a long time. Please, may we uphold our right to do so. And the governments haven't yet um, wrestled to see who wins. That. Who wins. And up in, the, up in the northeast, King Valley and northeast Victoria generally, there, are, there have been lots of disputes about yes. 
last names. Yes. So Tokay, as they yes. thought to find wife, yes. had to become Topek. Yes, yes. Um, which sounds like a failure of transparency. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to agree. Um, so I do hope they can keep Prosecco in the northeast. Mm, I really do too. I think that there is a level of authenticity to what the King Valley the King Valley growers are doing, which allows them to not only support what's happening with their cousins in Italy, but in fact to help to promote that and uphold exactly the same levels of quality, albeit a world away in, in terroir and history, but um, which I think actually helps the Italians in marketing their variety here in Australia. That's right, because no one's saying this is this is a copy of mm. um, no one's saying this is traditional style. Yes. Um, but they're saying this we understand this grape. Mm, exactly. This is a grape we know. Yes. It's a style we know. Mm, mm. And the the Prosecco or Prosecchi from um, King Valley mm. are very different in style from the ones we've tasted. Yes. But yet they've got the same thumbprint, which is which is about freshness. It is. And clarity. Yep. Tank fermented galera made in a way that's not about too much wine making artifact, but preserving the freshness, purity and youthful just mood, a word that you use today, of this variety so well. Now, tonight, <laughs> you are changing gear again. Yes, out of my many hats. Yes, and going to the Halliday Wine Awards. Yes, I have the privilege of emceeing tonight as the Chief Editor of the Halliday Wine Companion. And ben. for the first time in two years, we're announcing our awards at a live ceremony with the winners present. So it's such a joy to bring the industry together again. Oh, absolutely. And I suppose I can't ask you to tell me in advance for a broadcast next week. I suppose we'll have to get the information from you separately so we can talk about it. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> you and many others. <laughs> yes. Um, where to now with Prose getting back to Prosecco? Yes. Where to now with an understanding of Prosecco? Mm -hmm. Presumably, with the masterclasses you've been doing, there are lots of sommeliers and wine stores who are now able to say, Oh, now I get it, <laughs> and who are going to be able to sell it with some confidence. The Canelliano Valdebiardenay, as a region itself, is only producing something like one sixth of the volume that the wider Prosecco zone is producing. So we're very, very much talking a smaller appellation in itself, and therefore there's less understanding and less distribution around the world, especially here in Australia. So these are wines that are increasingly coming in through existing imported channels but still quite small and so what we've been doing last year and this year is a chance to show top media like yourself and top sommeliers and retail buyers the chance to see the next generation of interesting more sophisticated DOCG Superiore the top classification of Prosecco and therefore a chance for them to then take that out and put it into their wine lists or their restaurant um, menus or their retail stores as a chance to start to showcase something different and interesting and a little bit more sophisticated. And so what we're all looking forward to now 
in Italian restaurants is for waiters to say, I have something special for exactly. you. And that's what they love to do, because as some of the sommeliers said today, I can't be stocking in my restaurant the sorts of Proseccos that are discounted down on the corner store. I want something different, interesting, an upsell, if you like, for a consumer who likes the Prosecco style but doesn't want to drink the entry level and doesn't want to move into champagne for price reasons or style reasons, and therefore having something that falls as a more premium version of Prosecco, more about texture, structure, flavour, all the things that we love about great wine of any style. And to be able to move up to that is um, an exciting, not new category, but relatively new. Peter Ehrlich there with our wine expert, Tyson Stelzer. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.